0: Good morning, it is Danger Dan here in the talk shop. Today's studio is uh, my king's suite here at the beach. I uh, I found this, I'm in Punta Piramides, which is like a whale watching fucking tourist town that is actually fucking cool as shit. I'm fixing to do a big tour around this, uh, this peninsula I'm on and just see what I can see. But uh, I came in late last night, and and, uh, there was the camping site was sold out. This isn't like a, you know, there was some hostels and stuff, but then I found like the free parking beach camping, and the only space left was like where the tide was going to come in last night. So I did this fucking crazy hill climb about fucking midnight and got to this perch high above everybody else and uh it's the best about the whole campground like i'm sure as soon as i leave somebody's gonna figure out how to get their rig up here but anyways today's podcast covers uh you know from when i went to patagonia garage and uh got put on a new quest or a new track if you will and uh so glad that i went there i'm so glad that my tire had an issue because I, I might have missed this road completely, and I would have been very disappointed. So, anyways, let's get into this podcast. Today's episode, like all episodes, is brought to you by MC Shop Tees, your t-shirt of the month club, the only way to support every local motorcycle shop. That's right, go to mcshoptees.com. This month's featured shop is JR Cycle Products out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, one of the founders of Born Free, and dude, so stoked. He He had a guy, I think... Wise Trap is this Graham Hamilton artist I'm not familiar with, but he did a killer ass fucking bat wing flying wheel And <clears throat> it was sick And uh, if you weren't signed up before January 1st, you did not get this shirt But don't fret, if you signed up after January 1st, and if you sign up before February 1st Next month's t-shirt is a badass design by one of our favorites easy Wheelin' dude for Matt Jackson's Jackson's Choppers here in Texas so go sign up at MC Shop Tees right now so you do not miss this shirt next month um, dude fuck I'm at the beach it's crazy the beach is like this beach actually has sand a lot of the beaches on the way to this beach were like on these rocks that are covered in algae and they're like just like sea lion breeding grounds and shit. Uh, tell you what, the women like to wear thongs down here. Even the ones that, you know, not in thongs. Oh my God, there is a fucking dude riding a horse. Oh, he's breast deep in the water. The horse. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, Pyramides. So if you want to support the podcast, but. You've got too many t-shirts already Go to DangerDanceTalkShop.com And sign up There's a Patreon support link Where you can donate Five bucks a month ten, Whatever you want to send my way But for every five dollars you put in the hat Your name gets put in the bucket To win a trip to Nepal thanks to Motorcycle Sherpa that's right and actually it may not be Nepal it's gonna be a trip through Motorcycle Sherpa whether it's Mongolia India or Nepal that will be I guess I just need to hit up bear and see which one he wants to give away Uh, or if we're gonna let the winner pick or or whatever but for every five bucks you donate your name gets put in the hat at the end of the year one more thing one more thing I almost forgot about Uh, I am going back to nepal this november that's right you can book a trip through motorcycle sherpa and it's the first two weeks in november we're going back to ride nepal and i will be officially unofficially your tour guide danger dan does nepal come on and find out motorcyclesherpa.com i also have a hundred dollar gift card to give out from low brow customs Every single month, you got a chance at winning that. I uh, Hopefully, I will get to a place where I... I mean, I guess I could pull my computer... No, I'm not pulling my computer out of the beach. I will try and get that done uh, before... I guess the next episode. That's what I'll do. The third. The third. This is a three-part series. So, for the third episode, I will get that done. Somebody's going to win a $100 gift card to Low Brow Customs. That's right. I actually have been using this shit out of my lowbrow custom fuel holders down here in Patagonia. Now I wasn't, haven't been smart enough to put fuel in them, but they're great for carrying water bottles and wine bottles and beer bottles and whatever else you need to take on the way to the campground. Uh, it's just so handy. And that ain't the only thing Lowbrow Customs has. So go to lowbrowcustoms.com and check it out. Your chopper needs some shit from there for sure, dude. Uh, so we got some dates coming up. Sons of Speed Racing. Um, actually, no, first off, Flat Out Friday Racing is the first thing that happens uh, at Mama Tried in Milwaukee, February 16th, 17th, and 18th. My, my fucking, my team back home is already on it, dude. Uh, Knives by Nick and Booger have been working relentlessly to get my 45 in condition. Now, really, it was pretty, it was in good shape, except for like the wheels, you know, we got some new tires on them. They found out the, some of the wheel bearings were fucked, uh, and they've just been going above and beyond uh, without... Just, just taking control, which I love it. I love when somebody does that, especially when they do it good. So thank you, Nick and Booger. Um, I look forward to racing in Milwaukee on my flathead. I still have to put my chopper together when I get back home, which, uh, you know, I've done that a couple times, as you can imagine. So I kind of look forward to that. That'll be like my grounding, my grounding ceremony once I get back in my shop. And... Uh, And then go to Flat Out Friday. After that will be Sons of Speed Racing in Florida. That's right, at Daytona Bike Week. That is February 4th. And then Chopper's Magazine has a Chopper show at the the Harley-Davidson... what do you call the harley davidson footprint at the international speedway so the first weekend is the weekend to go you got sons of speed racing supercross and then the chopper show on sunday so i will see you in daytona now after daytona we've got the texas fandango in gillespie county at the gillespie county fairgrounds in fredericksburg texas uh dude it's a swap me, flat track racing there's gonna be live music there's gonna be barbecue and some of the best roads in texas at the beautiful most beautiful time of year so uh if you remember coming to texas for giddy up <clears throat> this is happening about the same time so you know the weather's awesome uh the people are great down there and i cannot wait to see you in texas so after Texas Fandango, we got, oh man, Texas, what, March, April, oh, there's something in April I'm forgetting about, April, oh, fucking EDR, first and foremost, Uh, the Mezcal Moto Rally happens, oh my God, I don't know, March, April, Oh, it's May. That's right. Okay, fuck. I was getting myself worried there for a minute. Uh, yeah. I'm sure I'm forgetting something. You guys want me to pull up my official list? It's in here somewhere. I should have just had it ready to go, huh? Yeah, I mean, I probably could have had lots of things ready to go in my life. Um, show dates. Mezcal Motor Rally, April 21st through the 22nd. EDR May 5th through the 16th. Tennessee Motorcycle Music Revival with Paul Coth and Nikki Lane, Lulu and the Black Sheep. May 18th through the 21st and the War Ponies. Oh, is that? That's that's not what they're called, is it? The war hippies. The war ponies. Damn. The war hippies are going to be there as well. Okay. Memorial Day with my wife in New Mexico. Uh, Hey, guys. uh, Let's just get into this podcast. I know you've just been waiting around to hear what happened after the last one. So, bada bing, bada boom. Okay, well, I'm still sitting on my perch, overlooking the beautiful people here at the beach. Uh, They partied so hard last night. They partied, I'm like, you have to go out of your way to walk up a hill to get to me, right? Some fucking kid, probably fucking 20 years old, woke me up at five o'clock to ask me if I had a cigarette. I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. now. Given I'm probably the only person that was just sleeping underneath the stars, which is insane because the weather was perfect. There's no dew, there's no. Well, I mean, climbing in a tent. I just haven't felt the need for that very much this trip. So, but yeah, they went hard. But when I. Now, he wasn't the only one up either. I could hear people screaming and yelling and partying, like off in the distance. I think they were in the water. Fuck, I don't know place is, was going hard last night. Now, tomorrow I'm going to meet up with Path from Invader Cycle Supply in, I think, Vidma. And, uh, pretty stoked. Not tomorrow. Today I'm meeting up with him. Yeah, I got to ride around this island or peninsula and then get on it. And, uh, I can't wait to tell you guys the other shit that's going on right now. Because... Oh my gosh, this shit, this shit, this, hey, this is a fucking real life adventure, and if you're not in Milwaukee to see this motorcycle, if and when it makes it at Mama Tried, So I took off from Koyake with a new out K60 rear tire. I got flies. I got sandals. I got fuel. I got water. I even bought some lemons for the next time I get some fish. And uh, now the reason I was like, I wouldn't say I was concerned. Yeah, I was concerned with the direction you told me because I knew that the crossing I was going to take was pretty fucked up anyways. And a lot of people go a different route and take a ferry instead of going down this long, fucked up road, you know. And I'm like, just thinking like, you know, if this if this guy's got another adventure planned and it's, you know, <laughs> more adventure. Anyways, I take off. The first stop was to go down to Rio Baker. And Rio Baker was just outside of Porto Bertran. Which was just below a couple points on my map. Where like on this lake. Uh, what's the name of the lake? Of course the name's not pulling up. But there's a bunch of uh, bunch of like marble caves. And this place called Puerto Rio Tranquilo. You can like get a boat for 20 bucks. And they'll take you out to the caves. And you know. I was thinking about doing it. Because it looked kind of cool. But Once I got to this area and I rode through this gauntlet of, like, people trying to sell you their boat tour instead of another one, I'm like, ah, fuck it, I'm going to Rio Baker. And I go down seven, and it's beautiful. I mean, these lakes are just fucking incredible. I mean, everything is just so good. And uh, I get to Puerto Botran, and I grab some supplies, and I go looking for, um, you know, a spot on the river and I find one and this fucking river is huge it's like fucking huge and it's it's so gnarly and it's so wild and I have no idea how to fish a river like this I like I have no luck whatsoever I uh I end up just like hanging out and fucking sleeping next to my bike I mean nothing really exciting I had I had fucking like good phone service and I actually had a conversation with a guy named Austin Peck about a project We're going to be working on when I get back, which is really cool. It was a, it was a great, it was actually really great. That all worked out just perfect. But the next morning was going south down seven some more. And, uh, the road that I was going to take goes through, uh, like the Patagonia National Park, Parque National Patagonia. Uh, but the road that I'm going to turn on... I got to go, I got to go past it to this little town called Cochran and get gas. And that's what I did. I rode past that road and the road. I'm like, damn, that's, it's all fucking beautiful. And I, that morning I realized that I camped in the wrong spot. Like I should have just kept going down a little further. There was some of the sickest fucking places to camp on this river. The, the river, like, you know, on its way to the ocean just made these giant fucking, uh, what do you call them? Like canyons, you know, and the, there's places to camp up above the canyons, down in them. I mean, I stopped too early. Anyways, I go down to Cochrane and I fuel up and I wasn't like empty or even, you know, it was, I was I had plenty of fuel. But um, go back up to seven and get on this little bitty dirt road and, and fucking take off and it just starts zigzagging through you know, the Patagonian desert, and it's fucking beautiful. There's, like, Wanacos everywhere. I pull up on this fucking truck, and they're, it's a couple, and they're both standing outside their truck with binoculars looking at something. So I pull up and stop, and they speak English, and they're like, oh, we're just watching these condors fly above us in the air. And I'm like, oh my god, I'll look up. And I swear these birds are like They're so fucking high in the sky and they still look fucking huge. Condors are fucking giant birds and I have not seen one except for just flying above me. But God, I've been looking for... I saw a condor feather at this one national park office and uh, it's actually the night of this day I'm talking about. And it's fucking huge. It was like two and a half foot long. It's insane. So I take off down this road and it's just fucking beautiful. You can see forever. There's like this the like the uh i think val Chabuco. it's like this like uh it's like there's a lodge there that's just fucking huge and old and nice i didn't go in it i pulled into the parking lot and was like ah fuck this i gotta keep going because this rotomon cuts back into chile and it's like a small crossing and these small crossings you know sometimes they're just like not holding normal hours they might shut down early they might shut down late and and plus I had to like get into there and then get down, start going down this adventure route he talked about, you know, 41 South to Lago Posadas. And, uh, and I did. And it was, um, Patagonia Park was great. Well, okay, during, while I'm in Patagonia Park, uh, the road was for the, like 75% of the park, the road was really nice. I mean, it was gravel, but it was smooth. It wasn't like washboardy and then once you get towards the end it gets really fucking gnarly like really not like deep gravel or anything but like the washboard it's just real fucking rough and uh of course me i'm like passing cars and it's real dusty and then i'd stop and look at something and the cars would go by and i have to pass them all again and anyways i come up on a bike and i come up on this bike and i'm like man that fucking thing looks funny uh Had big bags in the back and there was two up. And I went by it really pretty quick uh, and didn't see what it was. But it looked like a street bike, okay? Which told me it was probably like a local. Because the locals will, uh, you know, they take their street bikes anywhere. And, uh, but when I went by him, it almost looked like he wanted to say something to me. You know, like, not like don't pass me like I just I got the feeling like you know that I wish I would have stopped you know and said something because one thing I have done on this trip is like anytime I pull up to any anytime I see somebody or bunches of people on motorcycles I stop and just start talking to them like they're American I'm like what's up this place is fucking sick right you know just like getting everybody stoked and everybody's just like most of the time they don't speak English and they're looking at me like who the fuck is this guy? He doesn't even have on a advi- What? That's a Harley. That's a that's the fucking Harley and everybody fucking freaks out and I love it. And I know that just like them seeing this bike for the first time in these places it's just uh it's fucking cool and I and I get off on that getting these people excited. So this guy I just passed, you know, and and then I I get a little further down the road and there's a guy on the side of the road on like a, I think it was a Honda 300. And I, well, I just started talking to him. Like, hey, what's up? You know, this fucking park is beautiful, isn't it? And he's like, yeah, uh, yeah, it really is. The road's gotten kind of rough right in this section. I'm like, yeah, it's gotten real fucking rough. And he's like, did you see my friends back there? And I'm like, oh yeah, I just passed them a while back, actually. And he goes, oh, okay, cool. And I'm like, what kind of bike was that and it's like a yamaha fz and i was like it, it didn't look like it was supposed to be like you know it didn't look like a great pick because now that i know that they're not from here they're actually from uh oh slow uh Slovak? oh my gosh not slovenia but whatever so i'm like dude that's a hell of a bike to be like you know you guys brought your bikes over here because they told me he shipped them to Santiago because we both left Santiago around the same time. And he was like, Yeah, my friend's kind of stubborn. He rode that bike down the road of bones. And I'm like, oh my gosh, no wonder I wanted to stop and talk to this guy, dude. Anyways, he pulls up and he's got a passenger. And this bike is a Yamaha like F Z1, I think is what it's called. Pretty much it's the crotch rocket Yamaha without all the plastics on it it's like a fucking street fighter bike that he has you know that that's his bike and he rides it everywhere because people say he can't ride it to those places which is crazy enough but to be fucking hauling your girl around on the back on some fucked up roads like that i'm just like no fucking way this guy's an animal and then they're talking about riding the road of bones on that thing and i'm like dude you got to meet my friend Charlie, dude. Charlie just rode it on a fucking fully rigid Harley, you know? Anyways, they were super cool. Talked to them. Uh, they were obviously riding at different paces from each other. Um, you know, it's funny. His bike would do great in those situations. And then they would get on the open road with the heavy wind, and his bike couldn't do shit. And I'm sure that other bike was like fucking hauling ass, you know? So, anyways, we were like, 10 15 kilometers away from the border crossing so we took off uh you know I hauled ass I met them there actually they they took off and beat me there and uh to the to the Chilean side and uh you know one thing oh I want to tell you about one of the stops before I got to the park uh, the road at some point uh route seven turned to gravel it was like a sign you know this is the end of the pavement but there was bicyclists everywhere like all up and down the road bicyclists with all their camping gear and every time i'd go by them i'd honk and fucking shake my fist. look at my rearview mirror and they're fucking pumping their fist too and i stopped at this one beautiful place it was like it's like a lodge for these hot springs where you like get on these four by four vehicles and they take you up this fucking crazy rock riverbed road thing to these hot springs. And anyways, I had a little restaurant and I had the most amazing fucking steak ever in a quinoa salad. I was just like, no way. Like this place was insane. But there's a guy on the back porch on the phone talking in English, you know. So when he got off the phone, we talked about what he's doing. So these motherfuckers. And I'm sure most of these people on bikes are doing the same thing. They ride their bike all the way down 7 to this place called O'Higgins, which is supposedly as far as you can go on a, on a motorcycle or a car. Now, there's a ferry you can get on. like take I think it, you know, it'll you take you like three days, pop you out someplace else, or I don't know. But what they do on the bicycles is they get there, and they take one short ferry, I think, to the other side of this area. And then there's trails through there. And they go all the way to Ushuaia, like, they have to walk this, I guess there's apparently a couple of, like, pretty good river crossings where, you know, you have to, like, I don't know what it is, there's bridge, I don't think there's bridge, I think they just hump it through the water. But it made me think, like, I mean, if they could take their fucking bicycle suit, especially this guy, no offense, dude, but if that guy can do it on a bicycle, like, you know, I bet my bike could, I mean... You know, surely if there was a way to do it, the people around here would would be doing it. You know, they'd be selling it as a motorcycle tour through fucking whatever that is. But anyways, I thought that was interesting that they're going down a path to the end of the world, Fin del Mundo, where I'm at currently, uh, that... You can't even go by car, you know, so I think that there's some potential there. Anyhow, so we get to the border crossing. Now we're going back to Argentina and I'm getting to that road, you know, that he was like, if you like adventure, this is the one. And, and it was 41 South to Lagos Posados where there was going to be gas. And, uh, and the road was fucking incredible. I don't. There was nothing real, I mean, maybe if it would have been wet, it, there would have been some spots that would have been a little slick and haphazardous, but, I mean, I went through some spots on 40 already that were, like, the gnarliest, like, slick mud roads you could ever imagine. They weren't, like, deep mud. It was just, like, ice. But 41 was, like, like real, like, what I consider considered desert. There was no, like... Hardly any plants, just crazy rock formations. There was, like, this one giant lake before you get to the Lagos Posados. Uh, There was areas where I was just able to just, like, just go. I mean, it was, like, kind of rock. It wasn't deep sand. It was, like, it was so sick. It was so sick, just, like, I found this one, like, giant wide-open riverbed. It almost looked like a, uh, almost like a salt, like, a, a flat area in this river bottom. Oh sick. And then I started thinking like what are you doing Dan? You're like trying to get to a fucking gas station, right? So I uh I get back on the main the main road 41 and it's like a two track. Like it's not even it's not even a gravel road. I mean most of it's kind of gravel, but it's it's just like a two track. And and it was just it was fucking so awesome and I was just like you know, of course the fucking tour guide knows the best roads to take through here and that is that I mean I was so stoked I mean that road is fucking beautiful and I get to the gas station in Lagos Posados like on I don't think I was on empty but you know it was closer than you want to be when you're like in such a desolate place as I was and I get to the gas station there's like you know overland vehicles everywhere and I'm I get some gas and I'm eating some empanadas from the gas station. I'm on the Argentinian side. <clears throat> now, this wasn't like most Argentinian gas stations. This was like a small town, small gas station. Uh, but um, I'm talking to the guy about this guy at the gas station has this big map on the wall. And I, I think I took a picture of it. <clears throat> he was like, All right. So here's the deal. This next stretch. 80 miles here, or 80 kilometers, and then 100 kilometers here, and then, you know, whatever it was, and there's, like, this stretch, or I guess that stretch was to going to Gogo poratus or something, which was the next gas station, and it was going to be, like, 160 kilometers, which my bike can do fine, but I've been finding out that the wind really just fucking hammers down on the uh the fuel consumption and greg from screw it let's ride had warned me about this that he was like burning tons of fuel way more than he thought he was going to and uh once again though he's got a passenger and he's got more gear so i didn't think much of it but i was starting to really notice like if if um if my bike said i had 170 miles to go i had about 180 kilometers to go which is quite a bit different, but it started, I noticed that it started adjusting itself. In a full tank, instead of saying I could get 220 miles or 25, whatever it would say, it would say, you can only get 160 miles. So, you know, it's just taking a while for the computer to read what was going on. Anyway, so I'm at the gas station looking at this map, figuring out like where my next stop is, because right at that point, that's about as far as I had planned was from the uh, the tour guide guy, and I'm trying to figure out how to get back on 40. So, as he's pointing this stuff on the map, the the road that I just took, 41, down from Paso Robalos out of the National Park to Lago Posada is called 41. Well, 41 keeps going down south. You know, instead of cutting back over to 40, I could go down this 41. And I was like, what about this? How far ride is it if I go down this way? And he was like no, 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 you can't go on a motorcycle, and I'm like, what do you mean I can't go on a motorcycle, he's like, no, no, you, what kind of motorcycle, no, no, your motorcycle is too big, nothing, you can't, 1000cc or more, It's no, you cannot go down this road, and I'm like, now you really got my attention, you know, like, now you really, really got my attention. So as I'm talking to them, there's this couple there, and they've got this big giant overland vehicle. I don't even know what the fuck it was. It looked like it was damn near military. And uh, and I'm asking them, I'm like, you know, what do you guys know about this? Road? I was like, oh, we just we just got off of it. We've been on it for two days. And I'm like, oh wow. And the, the the gas station attendant is is still telling me like, no, you cannot go down this road. It's got like these these big dips. And I'm asking him if there's sand, but that's not really translating. Uh, I'm like, is there mud? That's not really translating. He's like, steep climbs, I think is what he's trying to tell me, and deep river crossings, which, you know, a deep river crossing could, you know, could slow me down. And it's going in a direction where, like, if I go down this road for a certain amount and get to one of those deep river crossings, I may not have enough gas to get back. So, anyways, I talked to this couple, found out they speak English, and the guy was like, you want to take your bike down to 41? And I'm like, yeah. What do you think? I mean, this guy says I can't do it. And he looks at me and he goes, you look like you could do it. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm going to take that as a compliment. Uh, but I was just thinking like, I'm by my fucking self, you know, like you dropped this bike in the mud. Uh, you know, I might need some help getting it up, you know, like this is... But then his wife just kept telling me how gorgeous it was, so beautiful. It's probably our favorite part. And I was like, well, the rest of 41 that I just came down was fucking incredible. It was one of my favorite stretches of road that I've ridden. And she was like, well, I can't imagine it's any prettier than what we just came through. And I'm like, I mean, okay. So now I'm talking to this guy, the gas attendant. Let's go over the... The kilometers here and see if i need to get some gas or see if this you know let me make some decisions here and he uh <clears throat> he tells me and i'm like why 260 kilometers is what it was which you know I that's cut that's, that's cutting it pretty fucking close but you know you're telling me i can't go down it they're telling me it's the most beautiful road they've ridden on i uh I think i want to do it and it spits me out <clears throat> in another national park <clears throat> so i said "Fuck it you know i'm i like adventure right i uh so i take off and i know now i'm like i can't there's no room for like going down a wrong road for any amount of time like i got enough gas to get to the next gas station, as long as I don't fuck up, you know, don't make any wrong turns, or, you know, sometimes when I drop my bike, depending on how I, you know, when you pull the the tank off, uh, or the way I pull the tank off, I pull the filler spout, and I, I noticed one time I didn't put it back on correctly, and then I dropped my bike, and the gas just started dumping out of it, so I'm like, can't have that happen, you know, like, I'm just, uh, you Know and those people did tell me that they didn't see anybody back there, so I'm like, oh my god, I mean, it sounds awesome, uh, but it also sounds like you know, <laughs> it's like adventure. So, I t- anyways, the takeoff, take off, and uh, and it takes you uh around this lake at Lago Posados, and it's fucking incredibly huge, and uh, but you can see all the way across, and you get to the other side, and then there's like you just start going up these fucking switchbacks and they just keep switching back. And it's not, it's not a gravel road. It's like a, it's a dirt road, a dirt road. And, uh, it's looking like it's like possibly going to rain. I'm like, Oh man, you know, like not like you can see far enough to where you tell it's not like a thunderstorm, but I might get some rain going around these switchbacks and, and they start getting steeper and steeper and, and, uh, like the the turns like when you do the switchback like a lot of switchbacks when you get to the the switchback part it kind of levels out right these did not level out these were like banked not banked uh they were uh what do you call they're just at a can a canter they were just at an angle and like i start noticing that i'm fucking sliding and you know it's it's uh i'm dirt biking around these fucking things and And as i get to the top there starts to be more moisture in this dirt and i'm like oh if it fucking rains uh you know this 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 is like now i'm in the slick fucking mud and clay stuff at one point like you know when you're on the main gravel road like 40 and you see off in the distance there's like these these plateaus and these rock formations and there's like all this color in them like green and purple and pink and red and it's beautiful well you know beneath me i am riding over these colors like literally green dirt and shit i'm like this is fucking incredible but it's like it's not dirt it's like this fucking clay stuff and and it's slick as fuck and you know i got weather coming in i'm like dude this is and then I get to a part where there's like some gnarly ruts where I can tell those people just came down through here and that fucking soft. And I'm like, you know. If I get much further and if it rains right here and I get to a point, because I still know that there's a possibility I get to something where I'm like, you know, it'd be better off to just go back. Because uh, I don't, this isn't a road where I want to fucking run out of gas or I want to drop my bike in a place where it's like I need a winch. There's no trees. There's no nothing. Like there's uh there's nothing out there. Except for colors and shrubs and shit and water. And uh <clears throat> So yeah, I get to the top of these switchbacks and it's so fucking steep you can't even see all the fucking switchbacks. It's uh it's it's it was incredible. And the view of the lakes, I mean, God, I was just like even if if I just have to go down now, it's uh, it, it was it was still worth it. It's beautiful, and uh, I keep going and going, and now I'm like on the top of this fucking like alpine meadow with this two track dirt road, and I'm just like, this, this is like, it felt like I was riding through. A forbidden place, like like a like a national park, like a place that you like don't get off the road, you know. Like this, I couldn't believe it, and I come up to a, a fence and a gate, and it's just like a you know, open the gate and let yourself in, and and then uh, I I go I get to another one and there's like this beautiful pond down below me, and uh, and I stop and I'm like. Looking at the pond and I'm like, what are those? Those are some funny looking birds. They're not white. They're pink. They're pink. Fuck. Those are flamingos, dude. And I'm like, I just lose my shit. I'm like, oh, I fucking thought I missed the flamingos in South America. And now I'm like, I mean, I'm 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 with the most wildest fucking penguins you've ever seen, dude. In the most wild place. So I just get off, I mean, I was off my bike fucking with that gate and, and just take off walking down there. And it was like so much further than I thought. And then even when I got to the water, the penguins were on the other side and they were like, just so fucking small. And I mean, they were big, but they were just, it was still far. I couldn't get a picture to even do it justice, but it was such a fucking magical moment. And there's like, and getting off and walking through the shrubs, uh, just the craziest plants up there. Like, uh. There's was this one. It's like this green plant, and it it looks like it would be soft, but it's like it's like you've seen those mounds of like uh, like moss that grow that are like you know that got a lot of girth to them meat. That's how this fucking shit was. It was uh, and then it, there was ones that were flowering, yellow. There was fucking white flowers everywhere. I mean, it was it was insane. So I kept riding, and then. I mean, it was the most incredible fucking country ever. And then I get to, I get to the first river crossing. Okay. The first river crossing on this road. And it's a mud pit. It's the first river. I mean, I'm in the high mountain area and it wasn't even a stream that had rocks. Like it might've had rocks here and there, but the majority of the stream was just like, you know, water running through the grass and like you know it's like one of those little stream areas where like when you try and walk across it you think that you just step on the grass but then the grass just like gives away that's kind of what it was like luckily i like the mud hole at the bottom and in, in the road just looked like i mean it looked like i could have just fucking sank so i stopped turn around park the bike and get off on foot and start like you know walking around some of it's just like really fucking soft some of it's not some of it's like uh it's just real deceiving on and real inconsistent so i uh but i found a spot that had like a couple of rocks and it like narrowed down it was right before it goes to the mud pit of the road so so i went down and just kind of hopped off the road and crossed it in the grass area and just it made it just fine i'm like okay this is okay, you know, like, you just made it past that one, you know, like, that, and that section I just crossed in, I may have fucked it up for being able to cross in that section again, though, uh, but I kept going, and, and uh, it, oh, my God, it fucking got rocky, there was, like, uh, I mean, it, the, just looking off in the distance, too, and just seeing these crazy fucking rock formations was just, i mean every direction i was just like no way i did like three more water crossings went through a few more gates did like there was a couple of hill climbs that were like okay you know like this is not i can see why the gas station attendant would have said don't go up this on a big bike especially with your gear because this was a serious fucking road and uh and, and like the color of the dirt beneath me was changing so much. It was just, I mean, I just couldn't believe that I almost didn't take that road. I couldn't believe that nobody knew about this road. I couldn't believe that this wasn't what every biker I was talking to from Argentina was talking about. You got to go down Ruta Quadento Cuarenta Uno. Like I, I don't, I just couldn't believe that this was like somewhat off the radar of most people so kept going and i hadn't seen anybody dude nothing and uh, and sure enough here comes a fucking dodge diesel truck dude like fucking five nine but it's probably six seven anyways i pull up to their window and just stop and i'm just like isn't this fucking incredible and they were like yes it is fucking incredible where are you from and i'm like texas and i'm like no way or i said texas they were like no way my sister in the back seat's from Texas. We got a guy in the car behind us from Tennessee. We're from Buenos Aires in America, in New York, and isn't this road? In, I mean, we ended up just like every, we just like parked the vehicles and just started talking on this. I mean, fucked up. This was like a section where like the road had these big fucking rocks, and like where if you weren't careful, you're gonna bottom out and break something underneath your fucking car. And and they were so stoked from the section of the road they just came from. I was so stoked from the section of road I just came from. we just like, we're so excited. And, uh, you know, it's real common for everybody, you know, riding down here, whether it's on a bike or in their vehicle or whatever it is, they have like a name for their trip or like a sticker for their trip or, you know, they commemorate it in some way. These people uh, commemorated their trip. It's the only sticker I put on my bike. La Inhospitites, which means like, inhospitable like this is inhospitable land and we are inhospitable people and uh, they were just so fucking nice and they were so excited uh they told me what they knew about the road they told me the road was uh had just been put in uh some you know rich person donated the land or something and the road isn't very old and and it's uh you know it's kind of a weird thing because You're not allowed to camp on it supposedly you're not allowed to walk down it you're not allowed to do a lot of things on it you know you just drive your vehicle down it and uh and they're like and then it pops out in this park and there's like all these beautiful trails and these lakes and there's these free places to camp and i'm like are you fucking like are you kidding me and i was like there's fucking flamingos back there they're like wait till you get to where you're going. There's even more flamingos. And I'm like, no fucking way. And, uh, you know, the Wanacos are everywhere. Uh, and it was so cool just running into them because they were so stoked. And I'm like, well, how much further do I got? And they're like, I don't know. It took us a couple hours to get here. How long did it take you to get here? And I was like, I don't know, maybe a couple hours. And they're like, well, they're saying it's going to take us four more. And I'm like, yeah, the a fucking giant diesel truck. It probably will take you four more hours. uh, but it was really cool running into them. And, uh, and I, and I took off, we went our separate ways and, and the terrain just kept on changing. It kind of reminded me like of places like in, uh, like, uh, like we did with the dream trip where we went into the fucking, uh, Indian territory, like Mexican hat area, except for like just different colors, like pastel colors. And there was this one section of like, uh, was a bunch of like like shale rock everywhere and there was like the only reason there was a road is because that's where people had driven down it the most but the rest of the the stuff everywhere is the same but scattered about almost in perfect symmetry were these big black rocks like maybe they were all 10 to 12 yards apart and I mean, it was almost like it was just polka dotted with these big black rocks on top of this, like, charcoal gray shale piece. I don't know. It was fucking insane. And then you come to this fucking lookout where you're looking down at this national park and all these lakes and this giant valley. I was just like. I mean, this is just it's. It's it's fucking incredible. It was. I mean, I couldn't believe it. That was a road I almost. I didn't even know about. Almost didn't go down it. Was told not to go down it. And it was like one of the most beautiful things I'd ever seen or done. And it was. Now, that being said, if it had rained prior to me going or rained on me while I was on this road, there were quite a few sections like the the last decline down to the park would have been real i mean it was sketchy on like i would consider the dirt that i rode on that day was like hero dirt it had moisture it was grippy it wasn't like super slick now some of the switchbacks coming up there was three or four of them that were like kind pretty fucking sketchy but if it would have rained before i got there it would have been a it, it would have been fucking terrible i mean it would have. It could. It could have been absolutely fucking terrible, um, but for me, it was. It was just great. So I, I'm like thinking about camping up there. I didn't, you know, it was, the signs were like blatantly everywhere. I could have just act like I didn't see them, and the view was amazing. But the wind was pretty bad up there, and I wanted to see this this national park that like. It's a brand new national park. They they were like, we brought in the best trail makers. Or they said that they brought in the best trail makers in the world. You got to walk around this peninsula. There's like these sweet places for people to stay for free. And I'm like, well, I, I got to go see what that's all about. So I pulled over to like set up camp and was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to go down to this, go down to this park. So I did. I went down to the park, went to the office to check in and The lady was super cute and super nice and super helpful. And she was like, all right, well, we have all these places for you to stay. Uh, You can stay in this parking lot and camp next to your bike. And there's no facilities. It's just like, uh, you know, you can camp there. Or you can go over here to this peninsula. I'm like, oh, they talked about how beautiful the peninsula was. And you park here, and then you walk one kilometer and there's a refugio, 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 and I'm like, okay, she's like, or you can walk eight kilometers, and there's another refugio, and a place to set up tents, or you can walk, like, 16, and there's a big refugio, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll take the the one at one kilometer, okay, and she's like, okay, no problem, like, Enter all your information, blah, 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 blah. How I many nights are you going to stay one night? And... Oh, and when I pulled up, oh my gosh, I almost forgot about this guy. I pulled up, and there's a dude, I mean, uh, really, he looked like, you know, one of the homeless dudes hanging out under a bridge in downtown Fort Worth, right? He was on this fucking old Honda uh, that had, like, a tank, like, a leather tank cover on it. He had all of his shit, and, like... It wasn't, it was, uh, they're probably like homemade saddlebags, but like not really well done or maybe they were well done a long time ago. Anyways, I pulled up and I'm just, I, I, the, the road, you know, as soon as I get off the road, he's at the parking lot of the ranger station and I'm just like, dude, you have got, have you ridden 41? It's so fucking sick, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just talking in fucking English and. And he's just smiling. He's got this, like, just fucking look on his face where, like, his whole face is smiling at me, you know? Fucking curly hair, beard, blonde, like, fucking, you know? And and he's just so, he just gets so excited. He's just like, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. And he starts talking to me in Spanish. And I'm talking to him in English. Neither one of us knows what the fuck we're saying. And we're just, like, just having a full-on conversation, right? And, uh. So I go inside. I'm like, are you camping here? He's like, yeah, blah, 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 I'm like, okay. So I go inside and uh, (laughs) I talk to the lady. I get situated to to camp at the first refugio, right? Which is, I think, where this old man's camping. And uh, I get it set up and it's 10 kilometers into the park. And I'm like, oh, shit. We're already cutting it close with the gas thing. And I'm gonna have to come. test 20 more kilometers onto my trip. Remember, I was at 260. I'm like 280. My bike can normally get 200 miles a gallon, which is about 300 kilometers. I don't fucking know. I'm guessing it's. I, I'm like, you know, that that family of those people. They got me so excited about these refugees, you know. I'm like, I gotta go, I gotta go. Okay, I'm like, okay, I'll do it. Whatever. You know, ten kilometers. I'm a man, you know, I already signed up for it anyways. So I take off going there. And while I'm talking to the girl, that old man came back in and talked to her about some shit. And uh, I don't know what it was. So, or at least I didn't at the time. I get I get back. Or I get to the parking lot and there's like, I don't know, three or three or four cars. There's like a, one of them's like a rented overland vehicle and then a couple of, you know, a couple SUVs and a car or a couple SUVs and a truck. And there's quite a few places to camp on this island, right? Like, and there's six spaces at the refugio that I'm going to. So... Now I'm like, what do I want to walk? What do I not want to leave at my bike? What do I want to carry with me for a kilometer? And, you know, is the rest of my shit going to be okay here? And the old man pulls up. I passed him on the way. And the old man pulls up. And we're we're just literally talking back and forth in our own native tongue. You know, like. It was, it was fucking awesome. Like I, we were both just so excited and, uh, anyways, we're like trying to, we're asking each other where we're camping. I assume he's camping at the first refugee and, and I pointed out on the map and this other couple walks up, uh, from the woods and they were getting there some stuff out of the car to go back to the refugee, refugio. And, uh, and they're talking to him. They can kind of, they're speaking the same language and I'm telling the guy here and he's like. He's, he starts getting upset. He's like, well, I'm camping over well, I'll camp here tonight and then I'm camping over there tomorrow or I don't know what the fuck he was saying, right But the first the first place that you can walk to to camp is on the way to the next place and it's the, the first refugio. Anyways, I decide to leave my helmet, my boots, most of my shit. I grab my sleeping bag, I grab a bag of food. And I grabbed my chair. Oh, and I grabbed my computer and my podcast recording equipment. Okay, because I'm just not leaving it out there on the bike. I even put my little Patagonia slippers on and I left my boots, which I started fucking getting a little bit worried about. But I had the lady at the office look up the uh, weather forecast for me just so I knew and wasn't supposed to do anything crazy. So the old man, he's unpacking all his shit. He's getting ready and, and, uh, and uh, I take off and he's still getting his shit ready. And then there's a guy walking towards the parking lot. And uh, he's like, I mean, he looks like he grew up on the magic school bus, dude. You know, he's got like a fucking khaki Magellan shirt on shorts. He's got binocs hanging from his neck and a backpack. And he says something to me in Spanish. And I'm like, what's up, dude? And he just goes, Oh, Hey man, where are you from? And I'm like, text. He's like, Oh, I'm from, Pennsylvania or some fucking weird place and uh we start talking I'm like oh what are you doing here he's like oh I've been here for a few months off and on we uh I'm part of the trail building system and I'm like oh you're some of the best trail builders in the world huh he's like "Ah, you know I don't know about that and I'm like so I started asking like dude this place is interesting Like these refugio things you know he's like oh yeah you know we built all those and you know, the first couple ones are pretty small, but the further you get away, the bigger and nicer they get. I'm like, I mean, that kind of makes sense. That way, you know, like, people who walk the furthest got the nicest amenities. And, uh, so anyways, we're talking there. The old man, he walks by, like, fucking talking. I should have used this white guy to, like, help uh, communicate what the fuck was going on. But I didn't. I just was like, yeah, I'll see that old man in a minute, you know. And, uh. So, anyways, we talk for a little bit more, and he tells me about the place, and, you know. Nice guy, but he's a fucking dork. Uh, and, and I, honestly, I didn't know how much of a dork he was until until later on in the story. So, I, uh, I, I take off walking, and he goes back to his car. I make sure he leaves without taking any of my shit. Not really, but I, kinda, I was looking over my shoulder, just... You know, not that I could tell at this point. And I get down the trail a little further and this old man, he's like, he's walking back to the parking lot, but he doesn't have a shit with him. So I just assume that he like made it to the refugio and, uh, and then I get a little further. Oh, he was telling me he, uh, the, I think he was telling me the tents, the, the poles for his tents, the poles for his carpa. And, uh, then I see his shit just laying in the middle of the trail and I almost thought about just waiting on him uh no need to like get there before him but i didn't i took off walking and i got to the first refugio okay now it's a little bit off the main trail but it's, it's right there and i walked down there and it's like this little bitty hut like a little bitty hut like little bitty hut okay the only thing that was like you walk in and there's like two foot of standing space Maybe three foot. And then up against the back wall. From from the side wall to the other side wall. There are. There's one bed area. With like spaces for three sleeping bags. So you're literally sleeping next to the person next to you. And then above that was a room for three sleeping bags. And I'm like whoa. You know. Now not only was it <clears throat> tight like that. When I opened this door up. There was like. Two young or two young kids look like they were trying to, you know, somebody's trying to figure out how to fuck up there because <clears throat> it's like six o'clock. Sun's going to be out for another three fucking hours. And they're like, you know, they popped up real quick, like, whoa. And I'm like, hey, uh, all these beds are filled up. And they're like, yeah, yeah, it's full. It's full. We even had somebody just leave. It's still full. And I'm like. Okay okay now let me tell you about this this uh this peninsula on this lake that i'm on there is no place to like lay down on the side of the trail there's no like the shrubbery and the fucking like juniper like plants are everywhere the trail you know you can't even hardly walk off the trail okay so there's not like a There wasn't like, gra- I can't, like, I'm, I'm, at this point, I got my chair, I got my sleeping bag, I got some food, I got some drink. I can, I can stay anywhere, but there was no place to stay, so I'm like, oh, of course, the fucking refugio is full. And I'm like, I don't even know that I would fucking stay in this thing anyways, you know, like, so I'm like, well, do I just go back to the parking lot and just camp at my bike, or, uh, I'm like, oh, the next place over has tents. A place to set up a tent, you know? Maybe that won't be full. And I just keep on walking. And I, and by the time I got to that first one, I'm like, you know, one kilometer is a lot further away from my bike than I want to walk. And it's a lot further away than I want to walk holding all this shit. Because I don't have it. It's not like in a backpack. Like I'm holding everything by the little straps on it. And, you know, it's, it's a little bit awkward. So I walk another... Seven kilometers, which is only a couple miles or some shit, but it was away from my bike. And I'm thinking, if I get to this next one and it's filled up with people, I, I, don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. But I'm like, this is exactly what I get. You know, you don't just get to ride one of the most beautiful roads in the world, And not pay for it a little bit, you know? You got to like, just those ups and downs of traveling, you know? You just, if something's going really good, you better believe that it's going to go the opposite direction at some point. And this is it. Now I'm just like walking. And I haven't seen the old man again. uh, But I keep walking and walking. I swear it was like fucking 10 kilometers or 10 miles. And, uh, I get to it and this refugio is filled up and there's not even, there's like, not only is it filled up, there is a place where I could like lay down next to it. Uh, but it's like a family, a mom and dad, a couple daughters and a son. Like, even if they did have an extra space, I'm like, I'm not gonna, you know, now this place was the one with the tents, right? Well, yeah, it is. The tents are just like another fucking kilometer down the goddamn fucking trail. So I keep walking and now I'm just like, God damn it. Me and that old man, I, we're going to, we're, we're We're both going to be excited. You know, when he shows up, it's, this conversation is going to be hilarious. So I get down the way to the tent sites and sure enough, the, the daughters from the family, they came by, uh, when I said something to him at the cabin, only one person spoke English and it was one of the daughters. And uh, sure enough, her and her sister like, came down to help me make sure I picked the the tent site with the best view. It was hilarious. I, I was just like, I had already done that. I looked at, I said it all of them and I looked at, there's a, I mean, a beautiful view of the lake with this giant fucking crazy colored mountain behind it. And, uh, but there's like tr- trees around, like not huge ones, but like just tall enough to, block of view when you're sitting down anyways the first site was the best and uh i sat down and was just like you know i wasn't real stoked but i was also thinking like of course you know epic ride today now you got like this not like it was in a bad situation Like i got a sleeping bag i got like you know, these are flat rocks. Now I didn't. Now my air mattress is back at my bike because I didn't bring it. Uh, but, you know, it was just a long day too. I mean, that road was. I you know I rode for a lot. I did I did a lot of shit that day. You know, and now I'm just sitting in this chair, like got a beautiful view. Yeah, I mean, I guess I mean, I guess I was just fucking tired. You know, <laughs> and then these girls are like trying to talk me up. Uh, it I mean, which was nice. It was very nice to them. And I actually enjoyed the conversation, uh, what we were able to communicate. I mean, I think her dad was probably just like, go up there and work on your English. Cause this is the guy from the parking lot. We had talked, you know, he was looking at my bike. He had, uh, he obviously didn't think I was a creep or whatever. Uh, if he sent his little fucking cute blonde headed daughter up there to talk with me. Uh, but it was, it was, it was kind of awkward. I don't know. Maybe I was just, maybe I was awkward. But that's what that's what happens after you ride a beautiful road. You got to like, just haul your shit through the woods and leave your bike. Maybe that was another thing is I was like so far away from my bike and my boots. And I did ask the guy, the kid, the trailblazer. I was like, is my shit going to be okay out there? And he didn't say, of course. Now, when I asked the old man, he was like, here, of course, it's going to be okay. And another thing I want to tell you about that old man. Like, the air of this old man, like, uh, he, he reminded me of one of those guys, like, he looked like a, a homeless person, but his demeanor and his attitude and his, like, his social awareness of everything going on also told me that he could be the rich dude that the inhospitable bulls told me about donated this land. You know, like, he was one of those guys, like, he was a shining soul, an old soul, old person, But like uh, a remarkable individual. I know that. I know that he was. Unfortunately, he never showed up. I don't know where he went. But he didn't show up. I mean, I I don't know. I fucking, I do not know. Because he was telling me, from what I gathered, is he was going to go camp at the quick place tonight, and then he was going to do the big loop around this peninsula and then camp at this other place tomorrow night. Like, he came to walk. Now, he never showed up. And I maybe that was another reason I was kind of bummed. I was sitting there like, you know, it's funny. Got two beautiful fucking Argentinian girls that want to talk, and I just can't wait for this old man to show up, you know. <laughs> uh... It was hilarious the times that we did speak, though, because we were like we were so enthusiastic and energetic and excited uh, that it, it didn't even matter with the other. I mean, I guess it did matter, but, you know, we were just ha- glad that there was somebody that, to talk to, whether they could understand us or not. At least that's the way I felt, you know. But I think. We were having an issue like he he was he was giving me some attitude like i had picked the wrong place to camp when we were in the parking lot and anyways i just figured when the first place was filled up like he he's gonna like he went to get his tent poles like he surely he's gonna come here well he never did um he never did and i just went to sleep that night Listen to some uh blood meridian Cormac mccarthy i'm on that book again it's so fucking good I did start a new book called Jupiter's Travels, which I can't believe I've never read before now. If you don't know about it, go look it up. It's, uh, it's incredible. So anyways, I woke up the next morning and there was somebody had set up a tent behind me. Uh, I was up before everybody packed my shit. At least I thought I was. Now, when I got to that parking lot, that's right. There was, there was also another motorcycle, not the old man's, but another motorcycle out there. When I got to the parking lot, the motorcycle was gone. All my stuff was there. Now, the really interesting thing was when I left that parking lot to hike to the refugio, that old man had taken all his saddlebags loose. He had a big dry sack on the top of his bike. That was all taken off. He had unpacked everything and like repacked it to walk into the woods. When I got back that morning, the other bike was gone. His bike was fully loaded. Like packed up, wouldn't packed up ready to go, but all the bags are packed and strapped onto the bike, like strapped onto his seat area instead of like, you know, behind him where he would normally put it. He just kind of like was more or less just secure to his bike, but he was nowhere to be seen. And I didn't get to see that guy again. And, uh, he's got a face I'll never forget though. Uh, I'm trying to think of somebody that would like, Uh, man. I wanted to talk to more to that old guy. Is it weird that I wanted to talk to somebody that couldn't understand me and I could barely understand them? I I remember, though, when I told him I took 41, though, he got, like, like so excited. Uh, maybe because it's new and not many people have ridden it, and he was excited to see somebody come from another country and ride it because he was excited when he saw Texas Plates. Or maybe... <clears throat> Maybe he's responsible for that road. Like, I still do believe that this old man with, with the, you know, he had like, he had on nice shoes, you know, like there was little telltale signs that made me think that, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was just a sweet old dude, but I didn't get to talk to him anymore after that. But anyways, I rolled out fucking... Loaded my shit up. Actually, I made some coffee there at the bike, and because uh, I brought everything except for the actual coffee beans, um, or I didn't know that's what sort of, I didn't bring water to make. I didn't bring enough water to make coffee in the morning. So loaded up, and now I'm like, Am I gonna make it to the fucking gas station? And uh, I stopped by the park office. And now instead of just being one little girl in there, it's like little girl. I mean, she's fucking 20 something years old. Then there was like, you know, a couple of dudes and another girl. And then the guy on the bike uh, that wasn't at the parking lot, he'd already, he got a, he got a, a sooner start than I did that morning, which had to have been really soon because I didn't see him unless he was camped out at that first refugio and I just didn't. I mean, I didn't see many, that's probably what it was, or, no, he could have been further in, hell, he could have woke up real early and did a hike and beat me to the bike, <clears throat> but uh so I take off, he's going that direction, but he's on, you know, like a 200cc, I just fucking, I thought about, like, riding with him for a little bit, but I couldn't bear to do that, so I'm just, like, hauling ass, like, literally hauling ass, and there's fucking Wanako everywhere, and then... Like this weird fucking white flap on the side of the road gets my attention. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Uh, A fucking ostrich? What? I scared up two ostriches that fucking like ran over the hill. I'm like trying to pull out my phone. Not near fast enough. Those things just took the fuck off. And I was just like, no way right now. Like this is fucking insane. So I, uh, You know, I'm like, I'm just, I mean, I was was on fucking cloud nine, right? Now, this is like desert. It's just flat and straight. Like, unfortunately, it's not all straight, so it's like real straight for a long time where you get like lots of speed going and then the road turns and you're like, just, you know, gritting your teeth, like hoping you don't slide off the fucking road trying to make a turn. And then, bam, fucking A, there's two more, like, running down the side of the road, dude. Two ostriches. And I'm just like, this is so fucking cool. And I got, I filmed those, man. And one of them took off across in front of me. I'm like, this is insane. So insane. And, uh, yeah, that was really fucking cool. So, I, I made it to the gas station. I made it to the gas station. Now, the gas station is an Argentinian gas had everything, you know, like fucking... I got some empanadas. I got some coffee, some water. There's a bunch of bikers there. They all want to talk. I'm all talking them up. And <clears throat> we're talking about the next stretch of road and, uh, you know, where I'm going next. And I'm like, well, I'm thinking I'm going to go to El Calafate, which is like a big... You know town next to this giant fucking uh, glacier i'd like to go see and uh and really i don't I, i'll put it this way i i wish i would have seen the glacier but i'm not disappointed i didn't go see it i i ended up going to el califate but to go see the glacier is going to be like another 50 miles there and then 50 miles back and i had to go to el Calafate. that was off the route a little bit but i had to get gas there anyways so i was like i'll go there and see what's up and el Calafate was a beautiful little like tourist town uh which you know they, i don't they don't like rub me the wrong way but i don't get <clears throat> you know <clears throat> it's high tourist season so for me to like go out of my way to like wade myself through people that are Googling and goggling and you know, it's just not, I didn't go see the thing. I I fucking, I got some cash and I got some gas and I, Oh, and I I had a fucking amazing meal. Oh my God. So I have a new rule. If you see a motorcycle on a building, you have to stop. Yeah. If you see a motorcycle on a restaurant or bar, you have to stop. Uh, This is the second place i stopped at with a motorcycle on it, and it was incredible. There's a bunch of fucking sweet old motorcycles inside. Uh, I had, what did I have? I had like, oh, I had salmon. I had salad with like just slightly seared salmon on it. Oh, my God. It was so fucking good. And then I had lamb, uh, lamb stew. Oh, shit. Oh shit! It was fucking good, sweet little ladies. It was good. It was good. So I did that, and now the oh yeah. But before I even get to El Calafate, uh, I had to go to Trace Trace Lagos. Is that right? Hold on. Let me pull up the map. So I get out of the national park after running with the uh, with the uh, ostriches. And I get gas. It's Gobernado Gregores. Now, from there, I wanted to go to this lake called Lake Strabul with these giant fucking trout. But since I blew all the time at the Rio Simpson, and that's not an easy lake to get to for some reason. Like, there's just river crossings that there's no ways to cross them. There's there's rivers with no ways to cross. And uh, anyhow... I get gas at Gobernator. There's a bunch of bikers there. And the next stretch of 40 is like the treacherous stretch, you know, with like, it's like 70 kilometers of the gnarliest uh, gravel you've ever seen. And, you know, I told those guys I wanted to go to El Calafate, and they're like, oh, you're probably like, and I'm like, what, I'm three or four hours away. And they're like, no, probably like six or seven. Okay. I'm like, okay. Six or seven. Uh, anyways, I just fucking rolled right through that fucking gravel section. Just fist pumping every bike I saw. Now, there was one spot that was like, oh, God. It was so fucking... The most treacherous spot. Like, with the... like when there's ruts like deep ruts in gravel i don't know if you've ever i mean I there's not many places you can experience deep ruts and gravel i've never seen it before like this where literally i'm in a rut that's probably eight to ten inches deep right and it's like a car rut and you know you can't really get out of the rut like you're kind of committed to the rut and uh, anyways i was hauling ass there's this Fucking downhill turn, and then it goes into the deep gravel. And I I was probably going, you know, I'm usually at like fifth gear, you know, around 50 miles an hour, 45 to 50 miles an hour. Actually, before that, I I think that stretch what got me in trouble is I got up to like 60, about to click into six, and then the turn comes up, and as you're turning, there's like speed check, like washboard stuff from the speed braking. And then it goes into the fucking deep ground when I'm in this gnarly rut. And it's all good. I'm like, you know, it it could've, it was sketchy just because it was like, if I did get off balance, I can't like steer over to one side or another, I'm stuck in the rut, right, like I'm in the rut. Now, this is when it got fucked up. Cause running down this giant rut, like running in the rut, like I can't steer out of the rut this animal can't get out of the rut. It's a fucking armadillo just running down this rut. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? This is, I can't just run. I can't just run over the armadillo. And like, I see it far enough ahead. where like, I got time to think about this, right? Like just run them over, you know, like d- people getting dumb accidents, trying to not hit animals. And I'm like, but it's a fucking armadillo. Like it's like a part of texas in that like you know we're we we have this connection i can't just run him over so i perform a sketchy move you know like you can't i can't steer into the gravel like i can't i can't i was going to like there's a way to get out of it you just gas it lean back and you know get out of it uh But I was going way too fast to do that. And I was going too fast to do what I did. But when I got to him, I got over to the left side of my bike and just steered over and pushed like the bike to where it stayed straight up. But just pushed it into the side of the rut, the gravel rut, to get over to the far side of the rut and not hit the armadillo. And I do it. And it was so sketchy. And I fucking just hit the rear brake. Come to a fucking stop. Not real. I didn't like slam on it. I just slowed down. And I'm looking in my re- my one rear view mirror that's left. I turn around. Fucker's still running. I'm like, no way. Oh my gosh. Uh, that was awesome. But that was the gnarliest part. The gnarliest stretch of that 70 kilometers. Uh... And really, if you take it easy, that's, it's not, you know, there was no need for me to be going that fast at all. There, like, absolutely no need. Uh, but I got through there. I got to Trace Lagos, filled up there, went to El Calafate, and fucking record time, according to that other guy. And, uh, and from there, I was just like, all right, I got one more gas stop, and then I get to the border. And I'm going to cross back into Chile, which I didn't have to do. But I was like, kind of, I got to go that way anyways. And I kind of want to go see one of these national parks. And uh, now the wind has gotten gnarly, like all the time, just blowing. Well, this next stretch from El Calafate down to like Tapiaki, I think is what it is. Tapi it was just fucking blowing so hard and uh at one point i uh i i, I went by another couple of ponds like scared up some flamingos like roadside it was so sick to see them fly off um but the wind was gnarly and that stretch was it uh you know it wasn't something i thought i was going to run out of gas doing but i knew that i was there was like A gas station I had to hit. Because if I didn't hit that gas station, uh, there was, you know, there was, like, uh, I would have had to backtrack or... No, I, I, I had to get gas there. Anyways, I show up at the gas station. And the wind is fucking howling. And the gas station is closed. And there's this couple there putting gas in their car from, like, a these two big white jugs it looks like they were jugs they were just carrying around for just the occasion the dude's actually doing it the girl in the back has like a fucking uh <clears throat> what do you call those coffee machines with the with the cups you put in there the Keur- like has a keurig machine going in the back making them coffee and uh i'm like yo what's up with the gas station they're like oh it's fucking it's close you know serato serato at least that's what I was hoping, right? Like, uh, I, I, I mean, since they were filling gas up out of bottles, I was like, what the fuck? Like, is the gas station closed? Is it out of gas? What's going on here? The thing is, is it didn't matter. I couldn't go anywhere and there was nothing out there. I'm like on the plains of not West Texas, but fucking Patagonia. Okay. But you know, look kind of similar. And, uh, but there was like this garage in the back, the door was open and, you know, I'm like, fuck it. I, I'm just, I rode around and looked at some other options. There was like a cop station or like a, not really a cop. I think it is kind of a cop station, but it's also like a, a, uh, like a road working station where they got big machines and equipment and some big barns. I went over there to find a place to get out of the wind. I found one, but it was like, it was just really loud because, Uh, you know, the metal building is just fucking flapping and slapping and, you know, so I went back and just fucking posted up in that garage. I was sitting there, had my, my bed laid out. I I swept the garage first and, uh, and I'm laying there sleeping and not sleeping. I'm sitting in my chair, got my bed out and this fucking car pulls up and, uh, so I fucking, I'm fucking i listening to Blood Meridian, I, I pause it, I get up, I walk over there to see what's going on, and this kid comes around the corner, he's like, says something to me in Spanish, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know, I think it's closed. And he goes, oh, shit, where are you from? And I'm like, Texas? He's like, dude, we're from Texas, Tennessee, and New York. Again, the fucking trifecta, right? I'm like, this is a fucking trip, man. Uh, Anyways, I go talk to them. It's like three kids on a wild hair vacation to Patagonia. They work for the airlines. Tickets were cheap. And I was like, they're like, dude, we are out of gas. Like we can't, we can't believe we made it here. Uh, what, what are we, what are we supposed to do? And I'm like, I mean, just wait for the gas station to open up in the morning. Like I'm doing, I'm camped out in the garage. You guys, it'll be tight, but I can fit all you guys. You guys can all fit in there with me. And they're like, dude, we didn't bring any camping gear. And I'm like, you came to fucking Patagonia without camping gear? Like I was just mind boggled And I was like, well, on I Overlander, they said that there's a couple of mattresses across the street that you can rent or sleep at, or you know, I don't, I don't know exactly, but I think that there's they ought they have some kind of offering for fucking wayward stragglers like yourselves. And sure enough, they walked over there, and like, yeah, dude, he's got four mattresses. You want to come sleep on one? And I'm like, no, nah, I'm gonna. Still here at the gas station you know and they're like well should we move our vehicle you know like maybe you know I don't want to get towed and I was like w- are you not going to be over here when it fucking opens in the morning like what kind of how bad can it be if you're going to be like w-? well sure enough they fucking slept in that dude showed up and he was fucking he was fixing the to tow him. I filled up with gas and the truck pulled in like with attitude and they started hooking up and I was like hey those guys across the street, I'll go get him, And he just started yelling at me, like, because I said that they were some Americans. And that he just assumed they were with me or some shit. And I'm like, damn, these kids. These kids, man. Anyways, I just slept there. I woke up the next morning and the wind wasn't fucking blowing at all. At all. Couldn't believe it. But, uh. Yeah. I filled up with gas. The Dude was, you know, he was pretty nice until he thought I was with the Americans that left their car parked at the pump. And, uh, I took off headed to cross into Chile to, um, uh, you know, this is where I, I wasn't, wasn't even sure if I was going to cross into Chile. Uh, you know, I wasn't sure. All right, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, Yeah, the next one's right behind it, dude, all the way down to Ushuaia. Now, just like I said, I have got a $100 gift card to give away to lowbrowcustoms.com. And I want to take a second to thank Lowbrow Customs for supporting me and my show. Uh, I think it's been three years now. Those dudes are rad as fuck. And uh, if you need something for your chopper, Get online, go to lowbrowcustoms.com and check there first. I'm telling you, it'll show up in no time. It's uh, it's an amazing company and some amazing cats that are making some beautiful things happen. So get your chopper ready for this spring. Now, number 60 is getting a $100 gift card to Lowbrow Customs, and that is Jockey Shifting, what's your name, Nick? Nick Dugan. Oh, shit, out of the U.K.? Is that what I'm seeing? Oh, my God, a worldwide supporter. Nick Dugan, you just won a $100 gift card to Lowbrow Customs, dude. Thank you for supporting the show. Now, if you were not signed up, go to DangerDanceTalkShop.com. There's a Patreon support link. There you can sign up for 5 bucks a month, 10 15 whatever you would like to donate. For every $5, your name gets put in a hat for the end of the year where we give away a trip. Across the planet thanks to Motorcycle Sherpa. Go sign up now. Dangerdancetalkshop.com <laughs>